You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi folks, welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. We're here to continue our series of That One Play. And a lot of folks are going to remember this one, even though it's been almost 20 years uh, since it occurred. But uh, the second game of the 2003 season was Jamal's 295-yard game. His first play from scrimmage, he ran for 82 yards for a touchdown. And joining me to talk about that play in particular is Peter Kokoros. Peter, how are you doing? Uh, it's great to be back on the pod, Ken. Always a pleasure talking Ravens football with you. Yeah, great choice of play. I'm surprised nobody else had it, you know, in, in uh, all this so far. I don't think I prompted anyone on this, but uh, appreciate you picking it up quickly. And uh, looking forward to talking about it. It's interesting kind of confluence of Ravens history coming together at this at this point in time but take us through the setup as you see it oh yeah definitely I mean uh I guess to start it um this was Jamal Lewis's fourth year in the league um if we remember his career uh rookie year uh, had a really strong year I believe he won offensive rookie of the year that year lost 2001 due to injury came back in 2002 um and had a pretty good year uh came back where he left off. But going into the 2003 season, uh, the Ravens had questions at quarterback. Uh, Chris Redmond really hadn't worked out uh, in 2002, and the Ravens drafted Kyle Bowler. But, you know, it was evident after week one that, you know, the Ravens are really going to have to rely on Jamal to help them out. Uh, I think they had Bowler attempt like something like 43 passes in that week one loss to Pittsburgh, only had Jamal touch the ball 15 times. So. Um, it was evident to everyone in the building from what I could tell from my research. I don't remember 
too clearly. Um, back then I was only 11, but um, the basic idea leading up to this game was Jamal needed the ball for the Ravens offense to go running. Yeah, very much true. And and you mentioned the 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 week one game against the Steelers. I mean, they were behind in that game from fairly early on, and they they trailed. It might have been twenty seven nothing or twenty seven three. It was it was bad. Was, it was a bad blowout. And uh, they actually came back to make it closer than than it than it had been. But one of the one of the things about this team is they really weren't built at all to play from behind. Kyle Bowler. Mm-hmm. In his entire career, his longest comeback was 14 points, and that was in 2004 at at the Jets in the memorable "No, that's Ed Reed" you know game. Yeah, but the in the the uh, uh, Anthony Wright actually did have a 17 point comeback in the fourth quarter. It was largely defensive aided, but uh, but he did a good job in, in in having the longest comeback of of that year. But this team was not built to come back; they were built to dominate defensively. Uh, to to run the ball with Jamal and uh, and get it done. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, so they knew <laughs> once again that they needed to get the ball uh, in Jamal Lewis's hand. And um, another thing that I found while researching this game, again, something that escaped me in real time, but um, allegedly there was some trash talking going on between Jamal and the Browns defense leading up to this hmm. game where um, – one of the Browns players, I believe it was middle linebacker Andre Davis, uh, Lewis said, was texting him and saying, you know, if the Ravens gave him the ball 30 times, that uh, Davis would have 30 tackles. And Jamal said, if, <laughs> if the Ravens give me the ball 30 times, I'm going to break the record. According to Jamal, that's what he said. And lo and behold, we know what happened in that game. So, um, you know, for myself, the reason I picked this play was because um, of all the Ravens games I've been to in my life, I, I was at this game. Um, my father had uh, season tickets for a bit during my childhood, so I got a little spoiled there of going to a decent amount of games during this time. And I, I, I can still vividly remember this this play when it happened because, you know, you get to the game back then and the Ravens offense, like we're talking about, not built to come from behind, not a quick strike offense. So you get to the game and, you know, you're in your seat and you're just like, all right, well, we're going to be waiting until like midway through the second quarter before anything's going to happen offensively. So I'm just, you know, in my seat and I'm looking at the big screen and, uh, you know, I, even back then as a kid, I always hate looking at the screen because I'm like, I don't want to miss seeing a big play live. You know, you're at the game, you can watch the game on the TV at home. You're, you're there to watch the game to see something live. And I see that play start. Um, it was the second offensive play of the game for the Ravens, their first play. I think they just did like a, an end around the Travis Taylor didn't go very far. Um, so Jamal gets the ball and, and he hits that hole hard and then bounces out uh, to the left uh, with some good blocking. And then I can just, I, I look at that and I'm like, Oh man, he's going to break that. And right at that moment you hear the stadium cheering too. And I, I, I just start on the field and there he is just running down, uh, makes a couple moves. I think Travis Taylor was out there helping him on that block and, you know, it was a great play to see live. And I think another reason this play stands out so much in my mind and in Ravens history is just, you know, it was the catalyst for that season, really. Like yeah. you said, Jamal did not have a good game against Pittsburgh. There were multiple factors for that. But, you know, it was his first carry of that game. And everything that happened post that run really accentuated that play, what it meant. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, I think the Ravens got their identity in that game for sure, but on that play, 
really mm-hmm. is is what it is. And you, you come off to, I mean, maybe we could even talk a little bit more about this, but coming off 2002, um, while Jamal had had a good year, the offense had been terrible. The defense mm-hmm. had been just good enough. The special teams had been just good enough to get some things done and and win a few games. But they hadn't, they really, Jeff Blake was not the guy and, and Jamal Lewis had had a good year and had a good year as a receiver that year. Um, honestly, if anything, he was too much a part of the offense, it seemed. And, and the defense, you know, it was, it was young. Um, a lot of guys were getting their first playing time, including, including Anthony Weaver and, um, uh, Kelly Gregg getting his first significant playing time, even though he'd been in the league for a couple of years. And, uh, um, who else was there? Ed Reed. Ed Reed yeah. <laughs> a little um, guy named Ed, Ed Reed. Hartwell. Famous, yeah. you know, That's a good one. For a little bit. <laughs> Get, getting his first, getting his first really, uh, really significant amount of play. And, and it was, uh, uh, Dallas Thomas also kind of fits in that group, although he'd played yeah. a fair amount in no one. Um, it, it, the, to, to have that defense come together and they were fantastic in 2003 um, was really in a lot of ways, what made it Jamal only on offense. Cause that defense could afford for it to be Jamal only. And, and, the, and the other way around to look at that is Jamal's 295 yard game. I don't think you can do that with a bad defensive effort. I know you can't do it with a bad defensive effort, but I don't think you can do it without a great defensive effort. And and this was a game where the Browns were just totally stymied on offense, and the Ravens then you know are are running the ball out effectively. They're running time off the clock every time Jamal gets a touch, and you know it's it's still a difficult slog to get to two ninety five there, even with all the long runs of this game. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, and you know what's what's also a little funny about it is going back into this game, it's easy to forget, but. I don't know what the line was in this game. I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens were slight favorites, but you know, this was a little bit of a revenge game too for the Ravens. I mean, how 2002 ended both the Ravens and Browns were deadlocked for that fat last um, playoff spot. The Browns would end up getting it. because mm-hmm. I think they won at in Baltimore, nonetheless, second to last week of the season, um, which basically put a, a nail in the coffin for the Ravens that year. Uh, and you know, the Browns, they, uh, blew a huge lead against Pittsburgh in the wild card game, but still, you know, they were coming in, I guess, with a little bit of a strut in their step, you could say. And the Ravens just mm-hmm. came in there and said, "Well, that was last year. This is this year." <laughs> and so, um, yeah. And I think another thing, you know, how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? outsourcing business tasks you hate what about selling with shopify whether you're selling a little or a lot shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. going back to Jamal's run on that play that that stuck out was, you know, that year, Jamal obviously had a great start to his career, but there was an extra explosiveness um, and, and power that was added to his game that year. And if you look at the tape from those first two seasons first that you can you can see there is a little bit added uh, athleticism there. Um, it was evident on that run and him getting that many big runs in that game that he would have. He had a couple more. Uh, 40 plus yarders in that game, including uh, a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, I, that really wasn't too much of his game before that, really. Um, he did have a couple big plays, but not too many. Yeah. I, I, when I think about Jamal Lewis, I, I, I like to break down running backs into three major categories that they have. And elusiveness is one if you can you can be an elusive back it'd be great if you're Barry Sanders or J.K. Dobbins and some other backs that that, that have that kind of thing to varying degrees not everybody has it at the highest level you, you can be a power back and certainly Jamal falls into the power back category or you can be a speed back uh and be C.J. Duque and the the great backs have two of the three characteristics and and C.J. Duque was was both a speed and elusiveness guy and Jamal Lewis is probably the rarest of all cats a power and speed guy and you know really the guys who fall in that category are some of the great backs of all time jim brown and um uh, uh bo jackson uh really falls into the category of guys who could just they can run you over but they can also outrun you and his game really was not much of that elusiveness he was he was i'm not saying he didn't ever have the ability to make a cut or make somebody miss or or, or whatever but most of his game was was running you over after contact and making you miss the tackle after contact uh, but but not contact balance in the same sense. He had contact power. I mean, he's mm-hmm. going to short choppier steps as he's running through contact, as opposed to some other guys who just have that ability to, to have a, with a low center of gravity, Ray Rice, um, that they can maintain their balance even when it looks like there's no way they can stay off. I think Dobbins has that to a, to a degree too, which has been cool to see. Uh, but but anyway, I, 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 Jamal, very special back. Wasn't a great, great back for all that long. But uh, he certainly was in in this year. Really had his had his best year. Came back and had one more good year with the Ravens, 
Uh, and then he was pretty well done. He did go to the Browns and have a decent year, but then he had two bad years with the Browns and, and, uh, and that was a darn shame. But I, I, I always think of him as being one of those very rare power and speed backs. There just are not many. Oh, definitely. And, and even in that era of, of football, too, um, it, it's interesting. You, you look at the game back then as compared to today. Uh, some teams were still building uh, offenses around running backs. You still had mm-hmm. running backs as a huge superstars in the league. Like, uh, gosh, some other guys at that time, Priest Holmes, uh, Ricky Williams, LaDainian Tomlinson, you know, uh, Jamal for that brief time was elevated in, in that group as, uh, among the elite running backs. Um, and yeah, I mean, and one more point, I mean, you're saying how, uh, you needed that great defense in order for him uh, to get 2,000 yards that year. But I think also that what you just hit there is another reason it was able to happen was his running style because with how anemic the Ravens' passing offense was that year, whether it was with Kyle Bowler or when Anthony Wright stepped in with injury, um, a back without that skill set that Jamal had that you know plow you over uh, that violent running style also probably wouldn't have been able to, to reach 2,000 yards without that you know, with that lack of a compliment at the passing game. So um, I think that's another variable that really helped him out uh, that year in reaching the 2,000 yards. Really, really good point. And I think they, they had a good run blocking line, which is mm-hmm. it's a little unusual that you have a good run blocking line that's not really that great a pass blocking line also. But Ogden was both. Uh, Mulatalo at left guard was a much better run blocker than a pass blocker. He was a very effective run blocker. I think Mike Flynn was at center in 03, if I recall correctly. He had some problems with clogging up a uh, good pull later in his career, but I think 03, he might have been at, at, at some of his peak of his play. Then they had Benny Anderson, a guy that's kind of forgotten at right guard, who was pretty good. And then at, at right tackle, they had Zeus. So it was a, it was a fairly um, massive offensive line, definitely, in terms of, of, of pushing the other team around. My recollection is they pulled a lot less than the Roman era offenses, though I don't think anybody in recent NFL history has pulled as much as the recent Roman <laughs> offenses. Right. So, so it was it was a lot of of just individually winning one on one. And another guy who gets forgotten a lot of times in this whole process, Alan Ricard. Yes, I'm glad you year. brought him up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Now, there's a, there's a good there's a real good visual from the Seattle game of him signaling Jamal behind his back that the ca- that the camera caught in terms of which way his block was going to go i you know i don't know what their signals mean but they but they the camera caught it from behind the play and it was just it was it was really nice to see they definitely were in lockstep alan ricard didn't didn't get a lot of total carries with the ravens in fact i'm not sure how many he had the entire season in 2003 yeah. but it would just have been a change of pace if they did it yeah uh he had he did have 19 rushes uh, that year, which is actually a little surprising, but uh, uh, but a heck of a player. Uh, one one funny thing with Ricard that um, again, this is something I I had forgotten uh, had happened, but in the following week in, against uh, San Diego, um, Lewis had had a run and fumbled the ball. Unfortunately, something he did do a little bit too much that year. Um, but basically, it fumbled forward. Ricard picks it up in stride, and I think he runs like 25 yards untouched or something for for the touchdown. So Jamal gave him a little little bit of thanks there for helping out with the 295 the previous week. I guess you could say there. Yeah, that was that was. I remember the play. Uh, it's it's it was one of those uh, 
Uh, first of all, a, a big win there. Bowler um, had threw his first touchdown pass in that game at San Diego. Suggs had an interception yeah. run away. So the Ravens had to rely on a bunch of different ways to score, including a fumble, one of their own fumble recoveries <laughs> being in there. Uh, Bowler in the game against the Browns, just to give you an idea of how Jamal dependent the offense was that day, was 7 of 17 for under 100 yards. Let me get this right here. 78 yards. He's also sacked three times for 21. So they had 20 pass plays. That, that included Bowler for 57 yards. That ain't going to get it done on its own. Passed a rating of 31. He did throw an interception in the game. But it's, it, it's honestly, it was the Ravens' defense getting a, a bunch of three and outs, a bunch of very short Browns drives that kept giving Jamal the ball back uh, and, and uh, allowing some of those long runs to occur. Absolutely. All right, outstanding, Peter. Great having you on for this. I'm sure we could, we could talk a lot more about, oh, about this as a turning point for for <laughs> for the for the Ravens. But the Ravens' identity really built that day on Jamal's 295, and they they coasted on it for the rest of the season in terms of the 295 and the defense being what what their ideal uh, situation was. And Jamal, a lot of people uh, remember, I think that he rushed for 205 in the second game against the Browns, so an even 500 yards against the Browns that season. Absolutely. Peter, <laughs> really, really appreciate having you on. Uh, Great to be on, for, Ken. Thanks for bringing on a topic that that that, that people I, I think will enjoy. Uh, other folks out there, if you'd like to be on, DM on Twitter. You probably know by now. They're always open. I'll get back to you very quickly. The entire process from idea to us actually recording probably be under 10 days. So I'll, I'll get back to you very quickly. Uh, Peter, thanks again for coming on. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. <laughs> mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.